Welcome to the Who Is He podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Ferentino, and this podcast is all about learning how to grow in your relationship with God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So grab a snack, a cup of coffee, some water, and let's get to it. Okay, so um, if you don't mind, go ahead and just introduce yourself. So let's hear your name and a little bit, um, you know, where you come from, and then we can get into the your testimony. Okay, uh, my name is Jasmine. I um, live in Florida, and um, I'm a Christian, true to heart, and I've lived my life for the Lord. However, I've stumbled and I've backslided just like everybody else. Um, but I'm here to just talk about my testimony and just share the knowledge and experience that I've been through in my life. Um, just kind of a small, you know, small slash big picture. I have a background in marketing and I've always work with different types of personalities and I've always gotten along with everyone. And I've always believed that, you know, God has always have been with me and decisions I've made in my life and whether they're good, bad or ugly, he was always still there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, very faithful. However, I think that throughout my life, I know that I've been very selfish and lived a life of vanity and not realizing it until what happened to me a year ago. And so um, I was just this positive, happy, go lucky person. Everybody wanted to be around me and this exuberance. And I love life traveling. I mean, I was on top of the world and not realizing that I was just living for me and not living for the Lord, just like many people in this world. And um, it was it was just I was just caught up in everything. I was caught up in, you know, celebrities and luxury and all the fun things in life and traveling. Um, we grew up very privileged. And so I just wanted the best of the best, graduated from college, traveled. And, um, you know, I was just on cloud nine until one night changed my life for the worse. Wow. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about that night, what happened. So, so that night, which I replayed in my mind a million times, um, I just was, I couldn't sleep. And so I had taken some stuff to help me sleep. And, um, unfortunately I took too much of it and it backfired on me to a point where I started kind of hallucinating and I didn't know what was going on. And I completely passed out, just went into a complete state of like, um, what is the word? There's a word for it. And I can't think of it but just completely passed out. And then I felt once I woke up, something was just completely off. Like I was comatose. Right. And then my husband woke me up and then I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong with my body, my mind, everything was different. I started regurgitating for hours and just pacing. And my husband didn't know what to do. He's like, should I take her to the hospital? And we didn't go to the hospital, but about four hours later, I was able to kind of eventually get out of that and then sleep off some of it. And then I just knew something was different. And so the next two days transpired. And then I just woke up one morning with like, I was just kind of slightly shaking 
And then I believed in my mind that I had suffered a concussion from the fall. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was traumatic. I mean, not thinking that that could be the situation, but I just knew mentally, physically, emotionally, something was just different. Right. And I was this positive, you know, happy-go-lucky person anymore. I was like, there's something wrong with me. Not thinking it was anything spiritual, just medical. Right. So we went to the hospital. They did a few CAT scans. Everything came back normal. They said, well, if you just might have a slight mild concussion, we'll just give you some medication and you should just be fine. And I rested for days and days and the medication never worked. Um, I just started becoming, I was just drifting and I just started going to this state of loneliness and depression and just constant head pain. I mean, from the moment I woke up during the day, you know, I, th those 48 hours were crucial because I thought, okay, I should start feeling better or within 72 hours when the doctors and the medical professionals recommended it and nothing was happening. But I do recall that morning, I just prayed about it and I ran to the Bible. I have never done that my whole life. <laughs> I mean, never. And I, it's terrible, but it's true. And something just told me within to just run to the Bible. And that was the Holy spirit at that time. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. yeah. And I started from Genesis and just read. And then at that point, things were interrupting my prayer and I just couldn't really absorb the information. So I just started watching TVN and Daystar and Joyce Meyer and all these shows and just gravitating towards it and pray, just constantly praying for total healing. That's what everyone said. You're going to get through this. It's just slight memory loss. Um, you're going to get through just total healing. And that's what happened for about a month. And I just wasn't feeling any better. Everything was like shifting. Like one day I would have pain and burning on my left side of my head. And then it was my right side and it just, and it would be the back of my head. And I just, every night was just torture. I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't get comfortable. Then a couple of months transpired. And then I just started going to different doctors, neurologists, the concussion center, um, primary doctors, and no one could help me. I tried different muscle relaxers, uh, opioids, pain, med pain medications, nothing helped. And all the doctors said, we can't help you. These these symptoms that you're having are not conducive to a concussion. Uh, you know, my, my shoulder would just shake and shake and shake on its own. And I'm like, I can't make this stop. And it would just shake for hours. And they're like, we've never seen anything that you're going through. These body movements have nothing to do with concussion. Maybe do you have, you know, historically in your family, do you have anything that has to do with like MS or neurological symptoms? I said, no, not at all. All my CAT scans came back healthy, normal. So then I just took more medication. They just kept prescribing me medication. I was so medicated. It was yeah. to a point where, you know, I thought it was, you know, like you just feel psychologically like this is something is not right. I shouldn't be on so many medications. Right. I mean, we're talking about seven pills a day. And so my parents were concerned. My husband was concerned. And then I just kept it a secret from family. I was just, I was embarrassed. And so um, a few months went by and then the pain was just getting worse. It just felt like knives to my skull. Mm -hmm. I would have nightmares, just every night, demonic nightmares of, wow. you know, my, my family being tortured and me being tortured. And I just, I would just pray for hours. I would stay up two, three, four, five in the morning, just praying, reading the Bible. And there was just always a block. 
and a block. And I just was, I just threw my hands up. I said, God, please help me. I don't know what's happening. And um, then I started taking another muscle relaxer. And then eventually like any medication, your body absorbs it and metabolizes it and just gets used to it and it stops working. So at that point, decided to stop going to doctors. And um, then I noticed that there were other things going on with my body. For instance, like the curvature of my spine changed. My hands totally dropped. Um, They still do. They were never like that. And um, just odd things were happening to me physically. And then I knew, okay, this is there's something going on here. I didn't think it was anything spiritual, demonic. I just knew this is, this is taking a turn for the worse. And, um, I started be, being very manipulative. I would blame people constantly. I would, was just depressed. I didn't want to go outside. And then I knew something was wrong when I didn't want to take a shower because I am like the cleanest person. <laughs> I yeah. keep my home clean. And so I'm like, I don't want to take a shower. This is strange. And then I would do just you know, just things that were not appropriate or right. act in a certain way or say certain things. And I was just hostile and negative. And I just hated the world, just the complete antithesis of who I used to be. And I was right. like, what's wrong with me? I'm constantly looking up pictures of me in, you know, Paris or, you know, in the Cayman Islands traveling. And I was always reverting to the past. I just lived in the past. Oh, I wish I did this. I wish I was so much happier here and there. And everyone was just like, stop living in the past. You know, God doesn't like that. And you have to live for today. You have to believe in total healing and you're going to get better. Just stay strong. Mm-hmm. But I just, everything. Yeah. And, and I would tell myself that, and it was always a block. And then the pain, it was just like a migraine times 10 million. It was wow. just terrible. Was, I was just irritable. I didn't want to be around anyone. My hearing changed. I knew something was wrong. So I went and then I, I went to the doctor and, you know, I said, I just can't, I'm, my hearing is so sensitive. Like I could hear an ambulance two neighborhoods away. I mean, it was just like, what's wrong with my ear? And then my taste changed. Everything I used to enjoy eating, I despised. And then my smell changed. I would smell sulfur and brimstone and fire and everything I ate was just, yeah, I would eat like a cupcake or a pizza pizza. I'm like, this just doesn't taste good. Like everything I loved, I hated everything. I I love shopping and going out. No, I love the gym. No, you just, I literally was on the couch for like six months. I just, I just wanted everyone to leave me alone. And then I kept thinking, I never thought I was suicidal, but I kept thinking, well, what if I just didn't live anymore? What if I just woke up and I was just in heaven? This would be great. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't want to be here. I'm miserable. Farts. Yeah. Just these wow. horrible thoughts of just wanting to die and this feeling like, Lord, you're not healing me. Just feeling complete separation. I yeah. feel emotional, but yeah, just going through that, just yeah. living is just like, I don't want to see anybody go through this. Yeah. So that's why I have to tell my testimony. And so that was the, yeah. the, um, the start of it was right. the first four to five months that I was just like, I'm never going to get better. And then I would walk around the house and I'm like, I'm just like a handicapped person. I'm just worthless. Oh. I, I didn't want to drive my car. I had a beautiful closet full of things and I just didn't care about it. Cause that's all I cared about was right. you know, I loved you know, dressing up and fashion and just nothing. I just was in pajamas and 
it was just really hard on my family. And then all of a sudden the pain was so horrific that I just turned to alcohol because I, I needed sleep because I was just being tormented every night by these horrible nightmares. I would see images on the wall and I'm like, am I seeing things wow. just like demonic images? And I was just like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? It's just, it's just the side effects from these medications. I'm going to stop. Right. I stopped the medications for a week and the images, the horrific, evil, vile, grotesque images and nightmares, just, they didn't go away. It just yeah. got worse and got worse and was, um, everything was just heightened. My senses were heightened. And then, um, then one night I had this horrific nightmare that I met the devil and I know it was the devil because he's not always with the pitchfork and the horns. He comes in many images. Right. And then I knew something is wrong. Something is wrong. Wow. Yeah. That was before I found out what it really was. Right. Yeah. So that was, you said it lasted for about four to five months, all of that. Mm -hmm. Right. So then what was, uh, what was the next thing that did, did it, did you like really realize, okay, the dream with the devil, it, like this has gone too far. This is a spiritual issue now. Is that what you were thinking? I was thinking that I really just thought it was like the side effects from medications. Okay. You and, but then just the, the energy in my home just felt evil, just, wow. which was never like that. It was always very calm. And then all of a sudden I just started feeling like I'm just very uncomfortable in my house. I was just like, everywhere I am, I just don't feel peace. Right. I feel, I just feel lost and alone and scared and just full of fear because I just felt like nothing is going to change. I'm never going to go back to the old Jasmine. I'm never going to have fun. I'm never going to travel. I'm never going to drive my car. And that's all I talked about. It's just all the time is material things. And my mom, one day she said, it's not about that Jasmine. It's about life. There are people that don't even have anything and they love life. You need to start appreciating, you know, your life and maybe going through this will give you that the humility because I was never humble. I mean, I was to an extent, but, um, it was just really difficult. And then I knew, I knew something was wrong when I started feeling like when I would go to bed, like something was watching me. Mm. Like I never felt, I never felt safe. I was just like, I feel like there's something in this room. And then I just go and drink because I'm like, I need to pass out. I need something to just get me like even four hours of sleep. I would just be so grateful. And I was never a drinker my no. whole life. I mean, we would go on vacations. I'd have a, you know, like a lychee martini or something, you know, one, maybe two, but never liked alcohol. So right. we knew something was wrong. Like, wow, Jasmine's really having more than two, three glasses of wine. That's just not normal. Yeah. And I didn't care. And then my mom, we would, I would be over there and I was just complaining constantly about my head and we we're at dinner and I'm like, mom, can you just get me a beer? And she's like, you drink beer? My daughter? I've never seen you drink beer. And I drank like three beers right in front of her. She's like, what's wow. wrong? Like, mom, this headache won't go away. This mind, I know it's crazy. And, um, I can only then, imagine what she was thinking. Like at that point, she probably knew by then, okay, something's going on for sure. Yeah. Something's going yeah. on. Wow. My daughter really must hit her head hard. I mean, this right. bringing out the worst in her. And, um, it was just getting to a point where, again, I just felt like I had no remedy and everything that I was trying to do to fix it was just not working medically. 
Right. And so, um, and then obviously the liquor and the alcohol, well, that was just masking the problem. Right. And um, then it, then I remember I woke up and then I was taking um, Ambien to help me sleep. Wow. Yeah. Very strong. I know Ambien. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. they prescribed that to my husband when he was in the military um, because very strong. very strong. He had basically, he just saw so many horrific things in the war and he was already, you know, he already didn't have a Rocky or a Rocky. He already did not have a a solid foundation. It was already very Rocky. And so when he saw all these things, he just said, I don't believe in God anymore. And he said that day that he, that he confessed that literally during the war, it's like God's presence left him, you know? And I, and I, now we talk about it and we know that it was God just showing him like, okay, you know, I'll back off and I'll show you what it's really like to not believe in me. And so ever since then, I mean, he saw people going through the wall, walking out and, you know, like literally in and out of the walls, scratching on the walls, Mm -hmm. you know, he would have, um, he felt people were sitting on him in the middle of the night, just very, 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 very demonic stuff. And, uh, he made the mistake of telling someone that he was seeing these things. And obviously, especially in the military, it's like, they're going to automatically put you on, you know, everything. So they prescribed Mm -hmm. him Ambien and he said that it just made it like he was like a zombie. Did you ever feel that way? Oh yeah. I was. uh, And then I also had, I was prescribed Ambien. I was prescribed oxycodone for the pain. I was prescribed some other um, muscle relaxers. So you have, you know, this co-mingling of all these different medications when really that's not even, you know, it was never a concussion, right? I go from being this person who has had zero medication, zero opioids, painkillers, zero alcohol. And then I could just see within six months, my whole body just deteriorating from all these medications, the drugs. And I mean, and I never had the medication and the alcohol all in one night. I just did. I just took medications per my physicians. Then after three, four months, just stopped everything. Cause I just said that nothing is helping then turned to alcohol because I was just so desperate for rest. Right. And um, so then the moment I knew that it was demonic was one morning I was just kind of waking. Well, I remember when I would just wake up, I would take the Ambien. It would only work for like three, four hours. And I would just every night, three in the morning, wake up and I would just hear crazy stuff in my head, um, almost like a voice mm-hmm. and then, um, just pain just everywhere. And I would just run downstairs and I hate to say it, but took a shot of tequila. And then I was just like, Whoa, this stuff's strong. And then run back upstairs. And then I would get three hours of sleep. And then I'd wake up at six in the morning and then it would just start again. Just it felt like a moving train almost like you hear all these noises. Then I run downstairs, shot a tequila because I never drank. So of course it hit my body. So, um, quickly run back upstairs. And so then after, you know, so many nights, I just told myself, I can't keep doing this. I'm just exhausted. I'm, you know, and then you start, you know, you wake up, you have a hangover, you just feel yeah. horrible. Right. Make it, it made it work. And then, um, I remember I woke up one morning and I was just, um, you know, kind of waking up. I saw the sunlight come in 
and my bedroom door closed by itself. And wow. I thought, yeah, well, maybe it's the air conditioning, just closing the door. So I got up and I opened it because I never wanted to be alone in the dark. And so right. I liked the sun. As soon as it, I woke up, I just wanted to see the light. Then I sat back down in, in, in bed and then just got kind of comfortable again, even though I just felt horrible. And then my bedroom closed again on its own. And then uh, here I am just kind of dizzy from the ambient trying to wake up. And I just pointed to my door and I said, in Jesus name, hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I've been reading the Bible for months. Right. Scripture. You know, I thought, well, if I just say that out loud, maybe it will help. And, um, and then nothing happens. Then the next morning I woke up and my blanket that I always kept folded was like laying on me like this. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I just pushed it off me and I ran to my husband. I said, this is so weird. The blanket that's folded so nicely was like laying on my chest. And he's like, oh, you probably just grabbed it in the middle of the night. It's okay. You're fine. You're fine. I'm like, okay. So now I'm starting to think I'm losing my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, I didn't grab it in the middle of the night. Right. Okay, we'll just go with that. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> so <laughs> then, um, the next morning I woke up, my toothbrush was in the toilet, my toothpaste, all of my products were just disheveled on my bathroom counter. And then the blanket was laying perfectly on the floor. And I said, no, 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 this is not. And he's like, well, maybe you had some shots and you woke up in the middle of the night and you stumbled and you knocked everything over. I said, no, no, this is... <laughs> Something yeah. is playing games with me. I am not losing my mind. I didn't do any of this. I would never throw my own toothbrush in the toilet. That's right. just the thing. And right. so we would go back and forth. And I'm like, no, this something is wrong, Dustin. Uh, that's my husband. I said, something is going on in this house. And so we just prayed and we put the anointing on the walls and we prayed. And then every day it was just something different. Um, his shoes, normally he would leave in the living room and then they were perfectly in front of the front door like lined perfectly and I'm like mm, that doesn't look right or another time I found his shoes perfectly lined up with a sponge on top just crazy yeah. stuff and wow yeah, I know mm. and then um probably two weeks later and I'm still having nightmares and I'm still being tortured and you know in in my nightmares and so um then I just was waiting in the truck while he went to the post office and I heard a voice talk to me and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, am I losing my mind here? Is something saying something to me? You know how you talk to yourself, like in your yeah. mind, you're like, okay, I've got to run things. I've got to do this. No, right. this was like a, a whisper, but mm -hmm. I, and it was not the Holy spirit. It was just like, Whoa, am I losing my, am I hearing something? And then I told myself in the truck while I'm sitting there and I'm like, if you are talking to me, then move my arm. And it went, Oh my oh, God. I didn't do that. And I, I mean, my heart was palpitating. The fear was just right. was rising from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I felt my face flushed. I mean, it's like, if you're watching like the exorcist or a scary movie, you know, that fear, right. that onset fear. And I was just like, who just breathing, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And then I said, and then it just kept talking to me, but I don't even remember what it said because it was so long ago. And then I said, if you are talking to me and something told me to say it and you're a demon, move my leg, my legs crossed oh, on their own. Gosh. Wow. And then 
Oh my gosh. And then here I am sitting here. Definite confirmation there. (laughs) Definite confirmation. And you you just have a million thoughts going through your mind. Like, what am I going to tell this? What am I going to tell my mother? They're not going to believe me. What's going to happen to me? I'm going to burn in hell. I don't know what's going to, what am I going to do? How am I going to function? Right. Yeah. And so um, at that point, now I understood why I was having all of this pain, why every night I was struggling with nightmares and why I couldn't read the Bible and all this. It was just a block, a block. That's when I knew. Right. So then what? So then I, um, I said, how am I going to be able to, you know, function? How, how can I be able to tell anyone this is even real? Right. So then I just waited a couple of days to kind of like digest it all while I knew this was in me. And I just ran to the alcohol to just numb everything. And yeah. then, and also to rest at night. And then, so all of the body movements that were occurring every month changed. So like, for instance, one day when we thought it was symptoms from a concussion, my shoulder would just move on its own for hours. And I'm like, in Jesus name, stop in Jesus name. And then it would go like this Oh wow! for hours. And my mom would come over and she's like, maybe this is neurological Jasmine. Maybe this is something to do with your muscles. I'm like, mom, no, this, I can't make it stop. And it was just like this for hours and hours and hours and hours. And, um, then I knew, okay, that it was the demon in me manifesting every month. They were manifesting and they were growing and growing and hiding and hiding and hiding until they met, they manifest and expose themselves. Right. So, um, then I knew I had to tell my husband, I was just like, I can't keep this a secret. I, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, and I can't keep drinking my life away. We have to figure something out. Um, so then I remember that night I was just thinking to myself, how am I going to do this? And so I just opened the Bible and I just prayed. And then the Bible pages were just moving, shuffling. And I closed it once again, the fear. And I said, Oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. So I was like, I'm never touching that Bible again. I, I can't, I can't because things are moving around the house. And I was just like, they're going to push me down the stairs. I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. So now I already knew internally I had them and externally, but they were working in tandem. So externally they were in the house, moving things around, instilling the fear in me. And then right. I don't know how that works in the spiritual world, but yeah. So yeah. that was, yeah. So then I knew, okay, I have to tell my husband. So then I remember that night, it, it totally revealed itself to me. So I couldn't sleep. I was again, watching, I think like Joel Osteen and I was laying on the couch and I remember my head just contorting left to right constant. It was just this pain all like my body was just on fire and then my leg would elevate and go all, I mean, this is creepy stuff, but this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Just my legs would flip back and I couldn't do my arms. It would, it would contort my arm like this oh. and I would try to twist it and it would contort it back and try. Oh and it was nothing I, knew. I just laid there. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed mm-hmm. and nothing. The more I prayed, the more pain. And the more it was like, I was drowning. I was in this hole Gosh. and this darkness. So it contorted my body for about seven hours. Mm-hmm. And then that morning I told my husband and then he saw it and then we knew, okay, this is critical. This is serious. This is not medical, but I'm so grateful that I have my husband and my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law that are such spiritual warriors and 
they understand it and they immediately came over and just started praying. Oh, thank and you. that just, that, that love and that support. I was so grateful. But yeah. The demon, which I just thought it was one, um, it, it was infuriated. It mm-hmm. wanted them out of the house. They would speak in tongues and pray and try to cast it out and nothing worked. It was impossible. Wow. Yeah. So that was phase one. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your husband, he did, was he able to see you like in full contort? Like where you just, yeah, he saw it. He saw everything. Oh, and, wow. I mean, he just jumped in. He just started praying yeah. and speaking oh, tongues and God. Um, the, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because anyone else would have probably put me oh, in yeah. mental position. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to deal Every with day. It. Yeah. It's sad, no. you know? As you're telling me this, I'm thinking of others, you know, that are going through it right now. And yeah, and it, it, it just, it breaks my heart. It really does. This is why I have this podcast. This is why, like, this is one of the major reasons why I have to get these stories out there because there are, everyone has a story, you know, and I mean, there are people that are going through what you went through and worse right now. And mm-hmm. you know, they don't have, maybe they, maybe they don't have any support at all. And they think like, this is it. And in some cases, right. I'm sure, unfortunately, that's how things end. And it's like, this is the real deal. I'm so sure that some people's lives end that way where they've yeah. just been going through this torture forever, this torment forever. They can't read the Bible. They can't pray. They have no, you know, thank God you had a little bit of, of a support system because I oh, just yeah. think about the people who do not or who have, you know, no idea on what to do or where to go. And it's like, I can't, it, it, it infuriates me. I, it just gives me that righteous anger and I want to help, you know? When I, I do too, especially children. There. Yes, especially, especially children. children. Exactly. It is. Oh, that's so true. So true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What was phase two? How? What? What got you to to that? So we knew that we needed to find a solution, and so we called our church. They were of no help. They had no idea about demon deliverance. They didn't do it. So that was like the first door that closed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so that was tough. And then thank God. Um, and what's interesting is that the, the demon just mostly um, would hide in a sense because it knew that my family wanted to see me get delivered. But at the same time, it was so irritated because it has, it has a job. It has a mission to kill me. Right. And so I knew that it can control me with the fear, but I had so much prayer that, um, I was willing to get delivered, but I wasn't willing to stop it from hurt. Like it just hurt me. The pain, it was constant. It was just constant pain all over my body. It would put marks on my body. Um, it, it was just controlling me constantly. It tried to throw me down the stairs. It tried to take a knife to my throat. I mean, it was just threat after threat after threat. I would go driving and the gears in my car would shift on their own. Wow. I mean, can you imagine the fear? And so now I'm just feeding this demon because I'm just like, I'll give into it because I don't, I just want to leave me alone. It's not my yeah. friend. Right. It's never leave me alone. 
And that's what I had to realize. Um, and then I would put the Christian station on in my cart and the music would just change to like secular music. And I never hit the button. And I'm just like, wow, um, this is. And then my home was just full of anger and rage and hate and evil. And I just, I just didn't want to exist anymore. I just was so tired, exhausted. I lost 20 pounds. It wouldn't let me eat. I couldn't eat for days. Um, I couldn't shower. It would shut my eyes in the shower. I couldn't see where the shampoo was. It was just, I would try to do laundry and it would bend my body backwards. I mean, anything that I wanted to do, anything that was pleasure or satisfying, it took it away, it stripped me. And I would just stay in prayer. That's all I could do. It's, some, it's the Holy Spirit within you. He's The Holy Spirit's always there. It's never going to leave. Right. I just had to be pruned and stripped of all of, from what I understand now, right. vanity, idolatry, greed, lust. I mean, you name it. All of these sins that every day we just live our lives according to what we want to do and our selfish desires, but not living a life and walking in the Lord's presence and what he wants from us and not, you know, turning from those evil, wicked ways, we are susceptible. And that hedge of protection is taken off and the devil can come in and destroy us. We don't realize until unfortunately you go through something that I went through or you went through and then it really makes you hungry for the Lord. And that's what he wants. So he was just pruning me and shaping me. I just had to go through months and months of you know, not realizing it was demonic. And then we went to a few deliverance pastors, one um, in Fort Lauderdale. We had a Zoom call with Bob Larson and I had multiple deliverances. And all it did was just infuriate the demons. Uh, Even though they did denounce, you know, we renounced um, the curses. I had generational curses and witchcraft and in my family, the demons said that because it, it asks what's the, re, the legal right you have to be there. And it said witchcraft. Uh, and again, just a, a list of sins. Yeah. And, you know, so in the, in the same time, I'm just embarrassed. I'm mortified in front of my family. Yeah. These things are coming out and I just had to deal with it. I just had to get through it. I had so much pride. I was living in this, you know, right. to several deliverance pastors and um, it was brutal. I mean, we, they renounced, I mean, I had to go through my, like, historically, everything I did in my life, like, literally all the sins, and then um, we went to another deliverance pastor in Orlando, and and to no avail. I mean, there was just zero deliverance. I mean, it, it was like I was getting worse and worse, as the, uh, you know, and equally drinking to get through the night, because it now it's manifested. Now it's exposed itself, and right. now we know the names of them. So now they're just taunting me all day and all night, all day and all night. It was just horrible, horrible. Wow. So uh, that was about, I think, so I have to count. So about three months of deliverance while what we thought, and it didn't, nothing worked. Unfortunately, I was being defiant. I was fighting it. I didn't want to go through it. I was like, no, I'm not going to be embarrassed in front of these people. I have to tell my personal information. And that was just the demons again, just persuading me in my mind, like, oh, you're going to put yeah. yourself there. Right. Are you crazy? What are people going to think of you? I mean, here you are, this college graduate director and so right. successful. And people are going to think that you're like in the corner doing a seance and you're just some, you know, crazy psycho. Is that yeah. how you want your legacy to be? I mean, these wow. are the things they would say to me. Wow. And so then, yeah, <laughs> no, 
talk about, you know, battling the spiritual world and it it is spiritual battles. So they They did not want to let you go. They weren't ready. No, Yeah. no. And um, they would shake me profusely and contort me. It was just constant, 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 constant. So after that, I just said, my body just needs a break physically. I'm just exhausted. I was so skinny. Yeah, I was just miserable. And then my husband said, you know what? If you don't stand in your truth with God, you're going to be battling this all by yourself and you're not going to have your family. So we can't battle this for you. We can assist and we can be here, but you need to get on your knees and pray to God because you, I mean, a lot of people don't have family to support them. And then I, it was like a wake up call. So I said, okay, you're right. And then um, I started being more open during deliverance and we started renouncing a lot of the sins, um, you know, things I was, obviously I'm not proud of, but it's okay because God, our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yahweh, Prince of Peace, he forgives and he cleanses. Yeah. He cleanses of all unrighteousness. He forgives us and he doesn't want us living in the past. And I had to learn that I was just living in the past every day. That's what the demons do because that's all they know. They don't know the future like God does. Right. Exactly. um, Just this constant bondage. And um, so then finally, once I I started realizing like, okay, no one can help me. The alcohol is not working. I just found some pills, some new muscle relaxers that I had not tried called baclofen. Mm -hmm. And I started taking it and I just felt like, you know, when you go to the dentist and they do the the numbing agents and then you can't feel anything. That's how I felt. I was like, okay, this could work. I'll just take that the rest of my life because I didn't, I knew they were there. I just didn't feel them. Right. But I was able to just, you know, get through the holidays and then I just would take more baclofen and then just go to sleep. Um, wake up, take more baclofen. Um, and then like any medication, you metabolize it, your body gets used to it and then it stops working. So then I had the, the demon reveal itself to me. I don't know which one it was that night when the baclofen, I was just laying there and it just revealed itself. I, I saw it and, uh, it contorted me and said, I'm never going to go away. I'm going to kill you. Oh, and it was just wow. like contorting like crazy. And I tried to scream for my husband and it stopped me. Like I couldn't talk. And then, um, turned, I went right back to alcohol. I said, all right, fine. Then I'm just going to be ordering bottles of tequila through Amazon because I had to, I was hiding it because I was so embarrassed Yeah. and I would drive to the liquor store and my husband was like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to Publix. No, I went to the liquor store and I would just buy bottles of tequila and hide them. And then when yeah. he would go to sleep, I would just chug it like it's water. And, and then I know it's horrible because they I'm just, just so sorry. <laughs> I know it's rough. Yeah. yeah. It was rough. And then, you know, my, and here I am, the skinny, frail thing, not putting hard liquor in my body again. I yeah. was just so upset. I stopped. Yeah. So you still were eating at that point? What's that? You still were eating at that point? I was eating a little bit. Um, okay. It would, it, I would take like a couple of bites of food and then it would stop me. Yeah. So I just, and yeah, so I just said, okay, you know, I, um, my, I lost my appetite. But when I was on the back with I was able to get through the holidays and enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
So this was around this time last year. And okay. uh, I told my parents and they didn't believe it. They were just like, no, no daughter of mine, a child of God is demonized. So yeah. maybe you should just get off the medications. But no, it was. And then after a while, my mom did believe it because it started, I started contorting in front of her. And right. then she, yeah. And then she told me that we had generational curses and witchcraft in our family. And so, um, you know, it just kind of summarized a lot of what, I was going through, but a lot of it was my own sin and my decisions um, that caught up with me. Like anything, you reap what you sow. Uh, right. I mean, I know now, not when you're going through it because no. you're having fun. Yeah, That's you're having so fun. You're doing- yeah. So, so um, I'm trying to think. And so then fast forward. So we were at a point now where it was like, okay, you know, we need to make a, a executive decision. We need to decide Jasmine, what we're going to do because the alcohol doesn't work. We know this is spiritual. We've seen so many deliverance pastors. Um, you know, we need to, we need to help you. So why don't you just start getting back in the Bible? We're just going to pray it away. We tried and you know, it's like the demons were mocking it, you know, wow. that's what they do. They play games. It's just disgusting and deplorable. Right. Um, but I still had my faith. I mean, the little iota of faith I have, I wasn't going to give it to them and, and let yeah. go. And then, um, through the grace of God, we met, uh, pastor Michael through millennium ministry. My husband found this gentleman who had over a thousand demons and was delivered through a seven day fast. Hallelujah. And, oh, um, and he was, uh, delivered through this, this pastor and, um, I had some conversations with them and they said, okay, first and foremost, you have to stop drinking alcohol. Um, I need you to be in the Bible and we're going to start renouncing all of these curses. We're going to target those little hurting girls inside or, you know, anything that you, you know, unforgiveness, anything that you've gone through in your life, we're just going to go through it. And these demons are going to fight and they're going to put pain, but what's more important your soul, your life, your relationship with God. And, um, I said, okay, let's do it. And that was the first night I just stopped drinking and I've never gone back. Haven't had anything. Wow. since. Then. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So amazing. I was so codependent. It was just like my <sighs> lifeline, not realizing that the Bible and the scriptures are my words of weapon, not, Amen. you know, you know, alcohol or what, or whatever people are going through, whatever outlet they were using and, um, medications, it's none of it works. Um, so then just started, you know, that they would, um, ask the Lord to be with us and send Michael, the archangel. And then we would start with deliverance and the demons just started talking. I mean, there were multiple, well, my husband who, you know, is such a spiritual warrior. He actually was able to deliver me through everything that he learned. Yeah. He would just watch countless videos. Right. And um, I had some demons that he delivered. I believe it was a Python spirit and I uh, can't, maybe Val. Okay. But I, some other ones that were, thank you, God. Well, it's really the Lord that delivers, as we know. Yeah. Exactly. You know, with the the flick of a finger, he could take a demon right out. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The power and authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, um, so then we went through deliverance and I mean, the demon was basically, so what he did was, is, um, he just asked the Lord to protect us and keep us safe while we went through deliverance. 
and that the demon doesn't interrupt um, is only to, uh, we command the demon to only answer the questions that it is supposed to answer and do not lie. And then it was just starting to talk um, out of me. And then he was able to do some more deliverance. And then I started feeling better. And then I was able to read the Bible. My brother-in-law would come over and he'd read the Bible with me. And so even though it would still like put pain on me. Good thing. Hallelujah. Because I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, I'll read it with you. And he would read, you know, a few verses and then we would talk about it. And then um, I was just dealing with this one last demon, Jezebel. And they bought a book about Jezebel. And I said, oh, no, I can't read that. Again, <laughs> just the fear. And I, then I just said, you know what? I'm going to read it one day. And I started reading them. And then all of a sudden I would watch TV and it would be a sermon about Jezebel. And I'm like, oh man. Wow. Really? And I'm like, I'm going to force myself to listen. And it talked about how she was a queen and Elijah defeated her. And um, then I would open up my book and literally I wouldn't pick the page. It'd be, I think she's mentioned 12 times in the Bible. It would be a page on Jezebel. I'm like, I can't get wow. away from this. Demon. It's already in, I don't want to read about, because again, right. it was just, I was trying to run away and I had to face yeah. it. So then um, I read a whole book about Jezebel, you know, and then I started learning about deliverance and watching videos. And that's how I found Isaiah Saldivar, my husband and I. Right. Awesome. And then it just all kind of, you know, intertwined. And then I was starting to get, you know, more lethal and stronger with the word, not by myself. Right. So, you know, we can't do this without the Lord and, and his strength and scripture. And then I understood, okay. So then I would just every day try to learn a scripture. Greater is he who is in me than he is of the world. I am more than a conqueror. Perfect love casts out all fear. I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I would just say it repetitively, repetitively. And it would fight me. And I said, nope, I have come this far. I'm not stopping. I'm a force to be reckoned with through the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. You will obey and you will command. You will not command me. I will command you with the word of God. And then I started feeling the Holy Spirit just living and breathing in me. And then everything around me just started changing. I, before couldn't go outside. I couldn't look at sunlight because demons, they live in the dark. Right. Now I was able to be outside and absorb the sun. And I just said, thank you, Lord. And even though I still see the black circles in my eyes, I just fought through it. And I was just like, thank you, God. Love me. I'm your daughter. I love you. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then I started the fasting and. And so it's been, you know, it's just been this last one I'm still dealing with. And uh, it manifested really badly the last couple of nights. It was saying, no. yeah, it was just like, no more Britney. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I say the reason we met was, well, so initially it was Isaiah Saldivar that my husband found. Uh, we never contacted him, but we just watched his videos. And he was an atheist who also had yes. demons manifested and his story was compelling. And I just yeah. felt like, I think when I met Isaiah in Orlando, a different Isaiah, he had the thousand demons and he has his own YouTube channel. Now and he has a platform where he's able to talk about it. It was like the first person I met that I could say, wow, you can relate. You actually went through what I went through. It was always deliverance pastors, or it wasn't like an actual person that had them inside of them. Right. And they were battling. So when he told me, he's like, oh, I had a thousand demons. I would crawl on the floor like a snake. They would throw me around. I'm like, wow, someone can empathize. Everyone sympathizes, but they can't empathize once they go through it. Huge then I knew. Right. Then I knew that was the Lord sending him to me. And then I had hope. And with hope, there's faith. And Amen. so I then I started, I'm trying to remember what happened. So then Vlad 
Shuk, he's another deliverance pastor. So they all kind of uh, working together. And then I learned about Jenny Weaver, which her story was compelling and her testimony was amazing. And then knowing that she lives locally, that was really great too. And then I was on Instagram and you're, I don't know how, maybe in the past I might've started following you, but it's obviously through Jenny's page, I think. I don't know how, I can't recollect how, but you came up on an Instagram live and it looked at not me, but the entity looked at it and said, Oh, don't, don't, don't follow her. She's all about vanity and beauty unfollow her. So I was like, yeah, it's probably. So that was the enemy. That was the enemy. Yep. So then I unfollowed you and then it popped back up on my phone. I'm like, Whoa, Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, the Holy spirit said you open that up and I did. And then you started talking about repentance and then I just started listening and commenting and then we connected. And I was just like, again, God's divine appointment. And I said, I, this is what I need to be hearing right now. And it was just like, so, you know, just life-changing. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. He is so amazing. Yes. How everything you said, like, you know, the, the, the divine appointments and the divine connections. And I love sitting there and actually looking back and doing what you just did, you know, connecting all the dots and you're like, wow. And it's like mind blowing because you think you're going to get used to it, but the Lord just keeps doing it over and over and over. And you're like, I can't get used to this. This is like so cool. And so amazing how he does this because it's so unique every time. And Mm -hmm. to sit there and actually see how it works. It's like phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you know, it was putting pain on me when I was watching your video. And I said, no, I'm going to listen to this. I, there's a purpose and a plan and a reason that I need to be listening to this. And, um, you know, because I had been through so much, I mean, when you go through something like this, I mean, it is life changing. And then, you know, you just think about how can I exist in this world again? I mean, you will be forever changed, but it humbled me. And anyone who's been through this, like yourself, you completely understand. And yeah. I mean, I was being attacked internally, externally. It was affecting my family. I was even being um, attacked from the outside. I would, I mean, I had like really long hair all the way down to the bottom of my back. I mean, I idolized my hair. My hair was gorgeous. And I mean, that's what I thought in my mind because I just love my hair. And then one day I was, I took a shower and I would brush my hair and it would just get knotted up and knotted up. And I'm like, what's happening to my hair? And so it was just the demon's, again, just abusing that, um, their powers. And my hair was just so tangled one day, my beautiful hair. And once again, something else that was removed. And I'm like, I just can't get ahead. Everything is being taken away. I can't drive. I can't get a job. I'm miserable. And now the one thing that I loved and admired and was obsessed, my long, beautiful hair. And now it was just all mangled. I just had it up in a bun every day. And then um, my mom said, you can't walk around like that. Like, you know, I talked to someone else who had some deliverance and she said, your hair is toxic. Demons mess with it. Just chop it off. Just start fresh. You are holding on to vanity. Your hair isn't everything. It will grow back. And that's it. And that's the Lord. Again, you're worrying about what you look like. What are people going to think? So vanity. And then, you know, um, experiencing the pride. So it was just like, it was a struggle and he's still working in me. (laughs) I know that. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, I just, my hair is like 
not important to me anymore. I'm like, I don't care. I care about souls. I want to get people saved. I yes. want to get people delivered. I want to help. Finally, yes. I had to come to that realization. I had to have that radical change and it would have, it was supernatural. It wasn't anything right. that I did. I just give right. all the glory to him because, you know, I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm not, right. I don't walk on water. I'm not Jesus. I'll never proclaim to be, but I just needed, you know, that wake up call one day, but it, it, everyone played a role. My mother, right. you know, my husband, my mother-in-law, my brother, everyone played their part. Like my mother-in-law said, and she has been absolutely amazing. I mean, she is a woman it. of God. She yeah. is so wonderful. She has been there since day one, just, and my mom too. Yeah. And that's why I love our mothers because they just, you know, we're their children and they will never leave. Us. And they've been praying and she's been so great. And my mom has been there. I love them so much. And, you know, oh, that's so good. I'm just grateful. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't even mean that the Lord can't replace your hair even more. That's what I'm believing for mine, because I think I told yeah. you about what happened to me too. You know, it was, mm -hmm. I got into, I had very, very long thick hair. It was the same thing. I was in love with my mm -hmm. hair. You know, I had grown it for so long and, um, yeah. and I just, that was, I don't know. That was just my thing. I mean, I just think it's, it's natural yeah. for women to love their hair. You know, it's just, it's a big right. issue. I mean, where that's our thing. Men don't have the long hair yeah. like you do, you know? Yeah. And when I went into the new age, that whole thing that I told you about, and, and I got mm -hmm. into that whole thing, and it was so weird how it changed me because it changed, it was the demons, you know, but it changed everything. Yeah. It changed the things that I liked, the things that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I all of a sudden like, I mean, it was just, it was weird how it totally changed my personality. Everything about me. Yeah. I just, I was attracted to things that I've never been attracted to. And I was mm -hmm. like, I want dreads. And so I started like, I got my hair professionally dreaded and it was it took me two sessions and it was like almost the entire thing. And I just kept going up and up and up. And I just only had like a little bit left that wasn't dreaded. And so, okay. you know, fast forward to when I came back to the Lord, then the day that I fell to my knees and I said, Lord, if I did something wrong, let me know. And, you know, I told you about that. And he basically yeah. a, a stack of pictures in my head about everything that I needed to throw away. And so I threw everything away. Well, that next day I had made it a point. I'm like, okay, I'm waking up at six 30. I'm reading my, my Bible alone. I'm going to have this one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. And I'm, this is how I'm going to start my day every day. So that next morning I said, okay, Lord, I held my Bible. And I said, where do you want me to start? Uh, and I, I, I know I have it written down. I can't remember exactly the first book, but it was either Jeremiah or Nehemiah. One of the two. Well, in mm -hmm. that. I had previously asked him as well in prayer that morning before I started reading, I said, Lord, now that I'm coming back to you and I'm throwing everything away, what do you want me to do with my hair? Because I, I, I feel like I should, you know, take them out, but what, what do you want? You know? Cause I know it's, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, that day that I had, that he told me to open up to Nehemiah or Jeremiah, one of the two, I started reading and I still have a highlighted, I have it on my Instagram, literally that page that day, the, God was talking to the Israelites and he said, cut off your hair and throw it away. 
And I was like, what? Like, what are the odds? Like, come on, you know, like, I mean, I prayed that exact, what do you want me to do about my hair that day? And what book do you want me to start in? And it was right there out of all the pages in the Bible. Like, come on, God is so cool. So isn't God so amazing? And I would always, I know. And every time I would talk to somebody about what was happening to me and I would like, open the Bible was always in Job all the time. This just, just because of Job being tested and he was stripped of everything, every Bible, every time it was Job, 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 the sermons on TV. I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I know about the, having like those prophetic moments where you're just like, the Lord just shows you. Yes. If we just listen, (laughs) all we have to do is ask, you know, and that's even in there too, you know, ask and you shall find like seek and you shall find, you know, ask and it'll be given to you. You know, it's just, we have to just, just ask. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it took me six full days to take them out and it was torture every single day because the demons were not happy because my hair was toxic. It was same thing. It was toxic. I misused it and abused (laughs) it, you know? And, uh, six days. It was, I mean, every day was something new. One day my husband was fighting with me so bad. I mean, really bad. The next day, my children were just like unbelievably not good all day. And I'm like, what is going on? But the seventh day there was that peace. And I didn't even think that until I was done. I was like, I can't believe it took me six days. Like I actually finished it on the seventh day. That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Went to the hair salon and she took, she, well, I had lost a lot of hair from taking them out, but when she combed through it and she had to wash it because it hadn't been washed in in a few months. So she, she Mm -hmm. combed it all out. And I mean, it was even more hair and I got down to like, I remember grabbing my hair and sobbing because it was just like the tiniest, thinnest little, because so much, tail, little, you know, I, well, look at, I mean, I know. And I mean, this was just about maybe a month and a half ago that, uh, I mean, I would just, I was like holding on for dear life with this hair yeah. and I yeah. was just like, not going to let it go. You know, that pride, that part of me, that's still trying to hold on to the old Jasmine. And I just right. had to tell myself, okay, you know, well, the Lord showed me, you know, once again, I'm trying to teach you my child, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, that is the old you, this right. is the new you. It's a revival. We're hitting the reset. Right. Button. We're renewing you body, mind, soul. So yes. detach yes. from the old ways and you know, your ways are not my ways. And so then right. I do, I just, I mean, and you know, again, my intercessors around me praying for me and I just listened and I just let it go. And, um, and now I'm getting compliments. They're like, Oh, you look younger. I'm like, really? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I love how he works, but he might bless you. You know, I mean, I, I yeah. just think it's, it's like you said, it's, it's detaching, but then it's just having that patience. Like, you know what? I did misuse it and abuse my hair, but who's to say it can't come back, you know? So I just started praying, Lord, I am so sorry. You know, I really, really, truly am. Like I, I'm the one who did that to myself. And can you please just bless me with thick, thicker, like hair thicker than what I had before and longer than I, whatever I had before. And, and you get all the glory this time. And I will never ever misuse it or abuse it again. And you know what? I mean, it is, it's, it's still not the thickness is 
it's gotten better, but it's still not, it's nowhere near where it was, but no, but your hair is beautiful. It looks super thick and long. Okay. Do you see this? Yeah. Okay. The, this length is all around my head. That is where it was ripped out of my hair. So that's yeah. That, and that it has been not even a year yet and it's grown. Wow. So it's, it's That's growing amazing. back, you know, and I'm like, Lord, I bless just you. Like, yes, it's happening, but I know. it's going to happen for you too. It's going to be a total, Thank you. it is. I have no, yes. no, no, no doubt in my mind. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's what he showed me. As long as I don't idolize it, as long exactly. as I don't have that idolatry and put it above him. And that's exactly. been a learning over and over. And he, and he puts me in check, like, okay, here you go again. Right. Uh, my child, I showed you <laughs> yeah. in scripture. And then I'm like, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I repent, repent, repent. Right. And a lot of it has to do with like Instagram, you know, seeing a lot of what I used to be with the hair, the makeup, you know, yeah. the material things. Right. And it's very easy to fall back into those evil altars or follow those false idols, not right. even, you know, realizing it in my mind, like, oh, well, this is normal. Everybody does it. But no, not this Jasmine. She's been right. revitalized. Re it's a rebirth. Exactly. And I don't, I'm not here to um, judge anyone because. I was guilty of all these sins, but I would, uh, but the way I used to be was I felt like I could do no wrong. You know, I was above people. I was untouchable and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Sure. Before I'd be like, Oh no, not me. But now I'm like, absolutely. I was totally, you know, succumb to vanity lust, you know, having okay. men look at me being married, even like, Oh Yeah. I still got it, you know, which is terrible, but yeah. I worked in an industry where marketing and sales, you know, that's what you were judged upon your presentation and nobody wants to look at an ugly sales rep. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's just the, oh, the yeah. culture. So true. Right. Everything was about hair, going to the gym, having the best body, having the best nails, the best, everything, the most expensive handbag, Chanel, Gucci, you name it. I bought it all. Yeah. And I put all of these material things above God. And right. I mean, I was grateful and I would say, Oh, thank you, God. But I mean, it was about the exterior. It was about me. And, you know, this is even taking a lot for me to say right now, but I don't care because right. I have to unleash this because it's a part of my deliverance. I have to be able to unveil it Amen. because if I don't, then I'm just staying in my own bondage and I'm in denial and I cannot live that way. I can't right. say, okay, I'm going to put a Chanel bag above the Lord, or I'm going to put, you know, luxurious trips above the Lord. That's not important. That it, not, all of that goes away when I perish and I die. None of it comes with me, especially we're living in the end times, you know, the rapture is coming. And so my goal now, sure. Do I still like nice things? Of course. Right. I was getting oil change the other day and they had, you know, the, the Porsche Macon out and I'm like, wow. And then the <laughs> Lord said, here she goes with the Porsche and we're looking at nice cars. Did I not teach you anything much? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord, all right. Humble, humble. I'll just, you know, go back and, you know, focus on what's important. And um, yeah, so it's not that he doesn't want us to have nice things. Just right. don't idolize it. And that's exactly. the lesson I have to learn. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm well, just mentioning that because it's a big part of my life. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was, was about. It was about having the best of the best. And, do, and again, do I still have the closet full of things? Sure. But I've given it away. I couldn't even believe it. I was giving away uh, my handbags and the old Jasmine would have never done that. You weren't even allowed in my closet. Like that's not- amazing. Wow. <laughs> now I want to give it away. And yeah, it just doesn't, it's not that it's superfluous. It just doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have any weight to it. What means right. most is putting God first, living my life mm-hmm. for Yahweh. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> not my <laughs> way, but Yahweh. Yes, that's yeah. right. You know what? We should make a shirt like that. Not I my know. way. I but love Yahweh. that. <laughs> I saw someone write yeah, that. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah, and we'll connect it to your podcast and we yeah. can buy that shirt, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. I like that. So, yeah. No, but that's awesome. I, I still, yeah. Just the fact that you can even catch it now, you know, just like you said, mm-hmm. just sitting there and God saying, no, Jasmine, don't look at the Porsches, you know, but even just catching something as little as that. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like that with a lot of my, my past things too, from sin, you know, there's a lot of things where it was like, you know, a lot of, I had a lot of lust and perversion as well. And so like, you know, yeah. looking at other things and I'm just like, no, you know, or, or different right. thoughts would come into my mind or, uh, yeah. you know, the enemy trying to remind me my, of my past. And, and I've gotten so good, you know, yeah. after, you know, repetition is a father of learning, you know, because eventually yeah. you get to the point where these things can and still will pop in your head, but then you get faster and you just catch them and you're like, Nope, I reject that thought. I right. don't have to think that, you know, and then mm-hmm. you just keep declaring obviously what, what the word of the Lord is. And, and I've seen such, uh, such great miracles even coming out of that. And I'm so thankful to be able to finally be there, you know, cause it took, yeah. I'm sure, you know, it takes a long time to get to that point where the- you got the control. Well, right. yeah. does, but you're right. working with him, you know? Amen. Yeah. I mean, you're, this is who you are your whole life. And right. Then all of a sudden you have this life changing event. And now you question every, and now I still question everything. And, you know, I agree with the lust and the, you know, the attention, I mean, the amount of attention, not that I'm like a supermodel, but when I had my long hair and my makeup and I was like in the best shape ever, because I was going to CrossFit and boot camp and doing all that. I mean, I crave the attention. It it was just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And I now knowing, okay, that was wrong, but in the moment, no, because this is the culture we live in. It's all about vanity and, you know, oh. Botox. I haven't had Botox in a year. And that's a lot for me because I used well, to go all the amazing. time. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Thank and you. then I literally went to um, one of the uh, estheticians probably like two months ago because I was like, I need Botox. And I just sat there and the Holy Spirit just said, I want you to leave. You, This is not part of your deliverance, especially yeah. dealing with the demon. Yeah. Um, I felt like if I was going to have that toxicity because it is their toxins put in my body, yeah. even though I know it's going to smooth my forehead and I won't have angry 11s and I'm going to look youthful. I felt like it was going to be used against me. And I literally, I told her, I said, I'm going to reschedule my appointment. I walked out of my Botox appointment. Like that was unfathomable. I would have never done that before. 
I had to do it. I'm like, what are you doing? This is vanity. You cannot, you're in the middle of deliverance. This is not what you need to be doing. And so again, he's putting me in check. Like, here we go. And so I just have to listen to him. So it's, it's been, you know, a learning process along the way. And I know I have this last one to battle. I have it under control through the Lord, through the word of God. Um, you know, if it manifests, we deal with it, but until then I have to be patient. If he's still working something out in me, I wonder about that because I love shopping. I love my pedicures. I love going to the spa. I love anything to do with pampering. And then I question it now. I'm like, okay, do I stop? No, because this is the body and the temple. The Lord is blessing me with, and I must. I shall take care of it. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not going to stop the facials and the pedicures because I just love that stuff. Just, I have to not put it above. And then I question yeah, like, exactly. do I get a $70 pedicure or do I take that money and give it to the ministry or tithe? Right. I haven't tithed. I tithe a little bit, but a lot of those moments, I'm just questioning like what's important, Jasmine. Is, right. you know, I still struggle with it. The, the shopping, again, that's an, an idol or people yeah. that are, you know, struggling with gluttony. That's a food idol. Yeah. And all, all of this, I'm just learning because the Lord brings it to me. I try to do research. I try to do my due diligence and look it up because I want total deliverance. And so I'm finding these resources and this ebb and flow and organic ways right. to like do it through the Lord and not take control. And he's showing me in his time. Right. His time is not my time. And I am the most impatient person. Like I am like, I want it now. Uh, it's horrible. I mean, it's just like, I've had to really be humble because um, it's frustrating, you know, when you're dealing with this last remnants of it. I just don't even give it a name because it's not important. Only the Lord Yahweh is important. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I mean, at the same time, like as you were talking, I kind of just felt like I kept feeling the word grace, you know, because it's a stronghold clearly, you know, that's kind of, I am thinking where this whole thing came from. And then a lot of times, you know, demons can be attached to the stronghold. So, you know, there's, there's a verse in Matthew. Oh man, Matthew, something, I'm not going to be able to look it up in time, but, uh, Mm -hmm. it says, let me see here. Actually, if I can look this up, Matthew. Yeah. Um, strong man. Okay, here we go. Matthew 12, 29. Oh, look. Okay. We have the same one, by the way. Oh, it's a loopy kind of world, girl. Loopy. (laughs) I love it. I I can't go to any other case. It's all about the loopy. You know, I had this case and they make these separate now, these little things. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Yes. But before they did that, I, it, mine had broken. So I had to rebuy the case. And I remember thinking, I'm like, man, I wish they could just sell these. And now they do. And so and I'm because I had to buy another one. Um, okay. Here we go. Matthew 12, 29. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. So really, it's just about that stronghold being, you know, it, but so, and how it was 
taught in depth to me from my deliverance minister is, um, it's really not even enough sometimes to just, cause you hear that verse and you're like, okay, so all I have to do is just bind the strong man and then mm-hmm. that's it be delivered. But then not exactly because at the same time, a stronghold are just their mental thoughts that, mm-hmm. get, you know, uh, that are, that get patternized and get stuck over and over and over and over a certain period of time. So if you have okay. a certain thought, over and over. So let's think, let's just put an example of I'm ugly. Okay. Let's just say that is a thought that comes into the mind at like the age of like 13. Let's just say this girl just randomly, you know, she's getting older, she's going through puberty and she's finding all the things out about the world and her friends. And so she just randomly has this thought for the first time, I'm ugly because of everything she's going through in life. If she doesn't stop that thought and, and, and decline it, and replace it with the word of God, which is she's beautiful. She's made perfect in his image, right? Mm -hmm. So if she doesn't replace that and she keeps going through life, just thinking she's ugly, she's ugly. Well, now we're talking, you know, 13 to 15, 20, 25, 30. So all these years keep going in the back of her mind. She still has this thought. I'm ugly. I'm ugly. So then what happens is she, because she believes it, she's going to see it. She's maybe she has a boyfriend that comes around and they get into argument. He says, well, you're ugly anyway. Well, now that's just confirmed what she's always thought. So all these little things that keep happening are building the the foundation and structure of that stronghold. And then what happens is if we keep believing that lie, which is the alive straight from hell that she's ugly, she's not ugly. She's made perfect in the image of God. So Mm -hmm. when we start to believe that we come into agreement with that, especially after so long, that is when a demon, because demons are not always part of strongholds. But if we live for so long, believing that lie from the enemy, then a demon can definitely come in and attach itself to that stronghold. So it just sounds like okay. to me that the Lord is, is holding your hand. I just, I, I envision him holding your hand and just like reteaching you, you know, like how to like, no, Jasmine, you don't need that. You know? <laughs> you need me, you know, and I'm going to give you this in time, you know, because I want to, he wants to, but you know, he's got to teach you to, you know, like you said, put him above other Mm -hmm. things first. So it just sounds like he's kind of walking you through this, you know, just this learning ground, you know, like you're at this, this, this schooling stage with the Lord, but I, but the whole time you were talking, I just kept feeling the word grace. So it's almost like he's saying, you know, just, just, Maybe he wants me to remind you to have grace because I, I, I felt that too. Like my grace God. is sufficient. Yeah, it is. Like it is. Grace is. And he's so yeah. proud of you because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a outsider listening to you and, and everything that you were saying, you know, I mean, you are, you're catching everything as he's showing you, you know, and it's not that, you know, people think like, oh, I looked at this Porsche. So I sinned. No, you didn't you caught what you were doing, you know? And so what people think is, oh, I looked at this woman and she was beautiful. Oh my gosh, I sinned. No. Did you stare at her and have all these, these demonic and sexual thoughts about her? Then that's sinning. But, you know, just, you know, cause so basically temptation is not the sin it's, it's falling into that temptation, into the agreement of it and, and allowing that temptation to get a hold of us just like, um, right. King Solomon, yeah, it was King Solomon, mm-hmm. right? With Poseidon. 
he was mm-hmm. oh, she yes. was a real fading. And he I know he was beautiful. And I mean, he could have easily just been like, oh my gosh, there's a beautiful woman bathing. Mm-hmm. I need to go inside, go inside, Solomon, go inside. You know, he could have just been like, yeah. and then he would have been good. But no, he right. was like, he saw her, didn't let the temptation end there. Then he came into an agreement with it. Then the lust yeah. happened. And then mm-hmm. murder happened, you know, and then yeah. all these things. And then so much of God's blessing left King Solomon after that. So much of his blessing. Right. So it's just interesting because it's not the temptation. It's, it's, so I just, the whole time you were talking, I'm like, God is so proud of you right now because you are catching these mm-hmm. things. You're allowing him to teach you. You're surrendering to him yes. daily. That's what he wants from all of us. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. Yeah. And I was reading also um, King David. I mean, he was, you know, yes. he committed adultery, murder and he, and the Lord, God held him to a very high standard, King David. And, and he still forgave him because he yeah. turned. And so yeah. kind of tying into what you mentioned, and I just thought of this and um, I'm glad you mentioned it. If you take someone who has had this habitual pattern of sin for 10 years, 15 years, yeah. A demon will not just completely disappear because right. the uh, the length of time that whether that person cheated, lied, whatever the sin is, pornography, right. alcoholism, if they did it and then they repented and then went back, did it again, repented and then went back, that's mocking God. And then it's like he yeah. lifts his off and that hedge of protection isn't there and then the demon or the devil they have the legal right that's the part i was really like struggling with because i'm like well i have all these sins in all these years right like i was like purgatory i'm like well when am i going to be free you know and i know that jesus christ died on the cross for my sins he forgives he cleanses us of all unrighteousness and we move forward And so I guess my struggle, and this is just part of my testimony as well, is because I'm still dealing with this last remnants, which always is saying, get me out of here. It will manifest and say, I want to leave. Get me out. Get me out. That's because I am in the word 24 seven, unless I'm sleeping. And thank you, God. I'm sleeping naturally. I don't need anything. Hallelujah. Um, But I'm listening to Christian music. I'm a singer. I love to sing. I sing worship music. I'm in prayer. I still struggle a little bit with the Bible. I'm, I won't deny it. I'll read it. It'll put pain on me. And then I'll just go to Isaiah's deliverance videos or Jenny Weaver, or I'll just watch Bishop Jake's. You know, he, he's like, holy fire right there. Like, you yeah. know, there's certain pastors that are just like, wow. Yes. And uh, I like Creflo Dollar. And I, I mean, there's some prosperity pastors that I'm like, eh. you know, I, as long as they're in the word and speaking scripture, right. I'm all about. So, you know, that's what I had to learn was like right now, we're, this is church, right? We are in church. Fellowship. I always, had to, yeah, I had to believe in my mind, like, oh, I'm only in church if I'm in the actual physical location, right. you know, in that sanctuary. But then my pastor taught me, no, that's not true. You can be in church on a boat <laughs> in yeah, the middle of the ocean. You know, God is with you. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And um, as long as we repent and turn from the sin, turn from those wicked ways and walk in his righteousness and his path, the old Jasmine 
I would have never been able to say any of that. I would just say, God loves me. I'm good. He forgives me. Now let's go shopping. Like that's my priorities were just nothing. Right. So now I just, you know, I pray, I get on my knees, I pray. I wake up in the morning, I read my scripture and I just talk to him. I just talk to him all day long. We talk, I share with the Lord my problems. I tell him that I'm frustrated with these demons or this last one. Please help me, God, show me, show me. And he is in his timing. Right. (laughs) So I had to learn that too. Like, and this scripture came up um, today. Again, it was just like the, his profound timing and moment. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. That's Peter chapter three, verse eight. So God always fulfills his word. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is a great reminder that he is not on our timing, but we are on his. God's plans are far greater than our own. Hallelujah. And that's what is like, that's the faith, like faith of the mustard seed. And that's what I hold on to every day. I have not come this far to, (laughs) to, you know, crumble. Like that's not, it's not an option. I'm not going to fail. No demon is going to win. They're not going to prevail. And I command it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. I lock it in the God box and it will be locked in hell permanently. There's no going to the pit and coming back. You will be locked in hell. And that's why a part of the deliverance is really important for me to know that they're going to be sent to hell locked permanently. So they don't come back. Right. Forming anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So if you could give any bit of advice to anyone listening that has dealt with what you've dealt with or is dealing with, you know, other things, what would you say would be the top things that you would recommend to do? So I would highly recommend staying in the word, reading your Bible, commanding those demons that they must listen because Yeshua HaMashiach, Yahweh, our Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is in total control. He is in control of this universe and no demon, no warlock, no witch, Satan himself can walk in that door and I will command him to get beneath my feet in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. You have to stay in the word. There is nothing else that's going to help you. You have to surround yourself with supportive family. You have to pray. You have to fast and just stay in the word. I know it's difficult. I still deal with it. I deal with the pain. I don't care. I am reading the word. The word of God is the weapon. The word of God will prevail. And my faith is not being tested anymore. I have the faith. I am a strong vessel. I am a child of God. That's what I would recommend is, is just repetition and just continue watching deliverance videos, train up. Don't be scared of demons. They're scared of us. Are you kidding me? We are the righteousness in Jesus Christ. I used to be so afraid. And now I I didn't want to watch deliverance videos. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't watch this. These people are manifesting and they're spitting and it's scary. Nope. No, because one day I could be that person giving deliverance for, you know, and because I know what they're going through. If anyone can relate, it will be me. So um, I just want to be a support system. And I just pray to God to show me, open up that area of opportunity in the church, in a worship team. You and I now have connected. I'm so grateful for that. And let's, you know, just reunite his children and let's talk about the gospel. 
and turn away from the ways of this world, which is just mm. complete destruction. And this is not our home. This is not our forever. Eternity is in heaven and we have that choice. It's called free will. And in this fallen world, we need to be very cognizant of the decisions we make, the music we listen to, the shows that we watch, how we dress, what we say, what we, you know, surround ourselves. And I have family members that are agnostic, atheist. I pray for them. I yeah. pray for them every day, but I can't change people. I can only speak my mind and pray for them, but I cannot judge. There's only one judge and all of it. I'm still learning even at my age. And when I used to think I knew it all, huh? What a reality check. So yeah. <laughs> that would be my, my top recommendations and never give up. God is with us. Amen. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. He always is there. As long as we stand in faith and truth and resist sin. I mean, it is so important. It's critical. It's critical in this day and age. Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> yeah, no, that is <clears throat> amazing. And your testimony is absolutely beautiful. And I just, there's still so much more, you know, that God is going to do and I'm excited to see it. Um, you also mentioned to me on the phone that the Lord had told you after you spoke about your testimony to the public that you would be fully delivered. That's something that he told you. So who knows Amen. what that looks like, but Hey, you've been fasting and now you've said your, your <laughs> testimony. So, I mean, it's gotta be I'm excited. Up. Yeah. It's up. hallelujah. And thank you for giving me this platform. I'm so grateful to God that we met it all yeah. the glory to him that he made this moment happen. He knows our lives from the moment we're born into the moment we perish. And he knows he knew this would happen as Amen. long as we're listening and just, Amen. just trusting in him. And, you know, I just give it all to him. I just lay it all out and say, Lord, I surrender. And that is a key word is surrender. I can't yes. be, you know, this controlling person and self-righteous and right. self it's not about me anymore. Thank yeah. God, because that's what got me in the mess in the first place. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, cleanse me, give me that revival. And every day I'm just grateful for a new day of living and breathing and just, you know, yes. sharing the gospel, sharing the word. And I'm getting there slowly, but surely. I mean, especially, you know, when you're fighting the spiritual world, it's, it could be a bit threatening in a sense, because it wants to just put that fear in you. And I block it in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach. I block okay. it. I have the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. That's it. And I love to sing and I'm going to write my own song. Yes. And yes. Your praise is I, a weapon. Amen. Yeah. I wrote some lyrics and I sing all the time and the demons hate it. And I don't care. <laughs> they're not in control and i, I sing, and the angels sing along and all you know just praising him constantly and thank you so much for you know allowing me to give my testimony and i i'm excited to see where it goes yeah yeah i'm excited too um so thank you again for sharing it and i'm thankful to god that he just that we were able to, to speak and he Gave me I know. Idea. Hey, ask her to tell her testimony, you know, and, and it's crazy because I had been praying ahead of time. I had one other person get on my podcast and share their testimony. And I said, Lord, send me more. I want more, more, more testimonies. I just finished my book and I'm waiting on it to be completely done. 
But Aww. in the very beginning of the book, I wrote in, in the intro, I said, literally the first opening line is, you know, everyone wants to tell their story. And I say, while you're still living in this world, tell it, tell it, tell yeah. it until you are blue in the face, because you're going to continue to meet more and more and new people. And you never know when it can help one person get to Jesus. And that is always Amen. in my thing is I don't care if I'm talking to 3000 people and if one person gets saved, I'm not going to get upset because, Hey, it's yeah. still one person that I was able to touch. Well, God used me to touch them for them to come to Christ. And, and that is really what matters. So even if it's one person, it's worth it. It's worth it for Amen. all people to share our stories because we can all connect with each you know, you and I could both go into a mall right now. You're going to reach seven people mm -hmm. and I'm going to reach seven people because we both have different stories. That's why we ha all have to share right. our stories, you know, because the testimony, we'll share our stories. yes, our testimonies connect us, but they build us up and they allow us to be able to, to have that, that common ground. And then we can just keep pointing mm -hmm. them in the direction of Jesus. So it is just 100% right. worth it. So thank you. It, it really is. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. And congratulations on your book. I want to be the first one to purchase it. And I want your autograph on there, your signature. Yeah. yeah uh, and I'll write you. songs, you, you see. So this is good. And, yes. and I agree. That's It's all about touching people and having the commonality, which is the same outcome, which is, you know, are you, you know, saved? Do you know um, Jesus? Have you accepted him into your heart exactly. and, you know, repented of your sins? And is he your Lord? And I mean, a lot of people don't even have, haven't accepted Jesus in their heart at all. No. no. And that's what we need to, like break down those walls and talk to them about that, especially the youth and these generations. Yeah. The church needs to be revived. And it's just, there's so much, you know, negativity. And we need to just, you know, circle back around and focus on rebuilding it and rebuilding the Lord's kingdom. That is yes. what it's about. It's not about. Yes this world, this world is, you know, irrelevant compared to eternity. And I think that's what I would preface meeting someone is, do you know your eternity? Yeah. And most people probably say yes, maybe, I don't know. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's just having those conversations. And then I was talking to my pastor and he said, you should ask someone, do you like demons? You should really see their response. And I'm like, whoa, I don't know if I can have a conversation like that. He said, but that's the reality of it because the demons, they don't go away. And they look for the strongholds and the soul ties. And, and even though we're still renouncing and breaking it, you know, if there's something that's keeping them there, that's where you have to be in deep prayer and intercess. Okay. What is happening? There's something's not changing. Show me Lord. Right. And that's where, you know, and I learned it's through my testimony. And like I said, it's going to continue. We're not going to stop. We're a formidable force. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, do you care if I close this out in prayer? Yes, please. That would be amazing. Okay. Awesome. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so, so, so incredibly much for my sister, Jazz. Thank you for allowing her to be open to share her testimony. Father, I am so thankful that you have brought her so far. And Father, I just want to to pray a blessing over her now, Father. I pray, Holy Spirit, that she would go into wherever she is at in her home right now and just touch her with an everlasting love. Just give her more of your touch, more of your love. 
more of your, of your joy. Father, I pray that you would anoint her from the top of her head to the bottom of her toes. I pray that every single person that she comes into contact with, she would be able to touch them with your holy presence, that they would be able to feel your presence through her. Father, I pray that she would be able to touch them with her testimony. I pray that you would anoint this testimony on this podcast and that it would reach thousands upon thousands, Father. And I pray that you would touch the many hearts and the many spirits of so many people through Jasmine's testimony that they would be able to, they, they would be able to not only feel your presence, but fall to their knees and give their lives over to you. If they have not father, I pray that you would touch their spirits, that you would touch their hearts. So father, I just want to thank you again for Jasmine's time. Thank you for allowing her to love you. Thank you for her surrender. Thank you for her faith. Father, I pray that you would just bless her with everything that she would need. Father, more of your provision, more of your touch, more of your guidance, more of your teaching in every single area that she would need in order to move forward for your glory in your kingdom. Father, I pray that you would bless every single person listening to this podcast today. I pray that you would touch their hearts, Father. I pray that they would be able uh, to completely surrender any area of their life that they need to surrender uh, in order to serve you, God. I pray that you would touch them. Um, I pray that you would just pour your love and your spirit wherever they are listening in on. And I just pray that you would um, just continue to, to guide the hearts and minds of each listener. Allow them to, to just uh, be open to receiving your son and accepting him in their hearts um, we just love you and we praise you and we just, we honor you. We honor everything that you do. We love your connections. We are so thankful to be able to sit and to uh, see the connections that you make father. So we just thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your holy presence. And father, I just want to say uh, that you would continue to allow Jasmine to walk in any area that you were wanting her to walk in father for your glory and your kingdom. I pray that you would just continue to move her along, uh, smoothly guide her smoothly, teach her smoothly. And we are just so thankful for everything that you do in Jesus name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Hallelujah. I receive it. Believe yes. it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> I have had so much fun and I really am so thankful for tonight. I can't wait for so many people to be touched by your story. Um, I just, I just know it. God is going to do a mighty thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Me too. I'm, I'm very happy about, you know, the testimony and, and so much more to come from the both of us. So thank you again. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I hope <laughs> you have a blessed night. Thank you. God bless you. you. God bless you, Jazz. Okay. Bye. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>